We've got 10 nights until the next full moon. Well, he was what I would call a Sasquatch. Pilots that showed unidentified flying objects. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I don't believe 99% of the things that people claim they've seen. I think this is in that 1%. A lot of people make fun of me, but I don't care. I know it's there. G'day and welcome back to the Mellow Tiger Podcast. My name is Bree Wolf, and I am joined today by Jordan Ernst and Joshua Ernst. How are you guys? Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, cool. <laughs> can we can we have some sort of some sort of I don't know what's it called conflict? I want to hear conflict. Mm. I struggle with saying hello and goodbye. Oh, really? I'm more of a middleman. Is that just with the podcaster in general? It's everything. <laughs> walking, <laughs> walking down the yeah. street. You People like say hello to you, you just stare at them. I think we've talked about this before. Commitments. Committing to a hello and goodbye. It's, that's just hu- it's like the... E- you. That's the first thing you learn. Like, I'm pretty sure Juniper's first word was, hey. Yeah, it's worse when you give the hello as a passing by and then someone wants to stop and do the small talk. Yeah, I I've got nothing more. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> I've used everything. Depends who it is, but do you do that one where you like... You see someone, you're just like, oh, fuck, do I say hello or do I eyeball them? And then you see people and you're like, oh, hey, and you're happy to talk to them, but then you wonder. I always wonder, am Uh, I the person that they don't want to talk to? And I'm just like, what's up? I have this really weird skin condition. It's on like my left cheek, not on my right. Strange. And they're just like, okay. (laughs) I don't. That's just hypothetical, you know. Uh Probably worse shit than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. I thought we're talking about your face cheeks. (laughs) This weird skin condition right on my butt. yes. Well, we've been gone again a little bit, but that was because we did have an episode for last week, but I had short notice. I went and took Juniper to her ears and nose and throat specialist. And on the day she looked at her and she was like, yeah, she needs surgery like ASAP. And I was like, sweet, like hoping it'd be within at least the next two weeks. She's like, are you free tomorrow? Well, that's good. Like it is, <laughs> so it is confronting and straight up and like, but it's probably the best situation really i agree and i was like really excited but then she like kind of mentioned and it was like a hard mention right so she was like there is the possibility that you'll have to stay overnight which to me with a kid that has like special dietary needs is a nightmare because i'm like oh my god it's tomorrow i only left the appointment i've got like however long i have to cook her food make sure she has everything in case she has to stay overnight so i have to have all this food cooked make sure she has all the supplement her medical foods everything and a pack a bag, uh, white noise, everything you need, nappies, everything you need for a fucking kid. And then we get there. The operation took 10 minutes. Jesus. I had just finished a coffee and was walking back into the waiting room. They're like, she's done. And I'm like, okay. So I get in there. I'm like, so do you think we'll have to stay overnight? And the doctor was like, no. Why would you think you'd have to stay overnight? <laughs> and I was like, you literally mentioned to me that it would be a possibility. Oh, like very small, like 1% possibility you'd have to stay. And I was like, the way you said it to me was like 50-50. Grab your sleeping bag. <laughs> and I was so stressed because of that. I was so, so, so stressed. So what actually happened? Did they like put her under? Yep. Because what I was it? It was, it was grommets for the ears. And then they remove adenoids, which are these things like at the back of your nose, okay. I guess. And it makes her breath smell so bad. It smells like shit. Like, literally, it's awful. Is this the, this gland or whatever they are that you can... It's important for when you're first yes. growing up, but then when you get older, they kind of disappear and you don't need them? Yes. Is that what it is? I also don't think uh. any of the listeners care about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty terrifying to me. If this is the first time they're tuned in, they probably think it's some kind of medical show. <laughs> <laughs> we do not have a degree in anything. Well, we know a lot about the mandula oblongata. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the the jejunum. <laughs> the jejunum. It's because the alligator's got old damn teeth and no toothbrush. That's what mama says. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, interestingly enough, Jordan has done all of the footwork for this week's episode. I have. I've been doing it all day. All day. Is it fun or what? I love it. It's good, eh? Once you, <laughs> once you start, you can't stop. I even finished and I closed it down and I was like, oh, I've got a couple of hours. Like This would be good. And then I was like, boot it back up again, yeah. see how much more I can get out of this more. bad boy. More. <laughs> exactly. I, in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about Thunderbirds. Mm-hmm. I do... I'll let that marinate. You can kind of be like, what's that? I, wonder I think it's Zapdos, is. really. Sounds pretty close. very Pokemon. Pokemon, right? Pretty close. Yeah. Or like, Thunderbirts are cool. The puppets, right? Oh, yeah. They're, but they're terrifying. Be- <laughs> Before we get into that, I read an article. This happened a couple of days ago. A woman in Montana was dragged out of her tent by a grizzly bear and mauled to death. Lovely. <laughs> and that sort of thing only, like, it does not happen that often. Like, it's we'll like tell the her third that. time in it's 20 okay. years. It's okay. 
Doesn't it's okay, often. I'm just a statistic. <laughs> I'm okay with this. Everything's better. <laughs> that is the sad part, isn't it? Like now you, you're dying and thinking, I'm a statistic. Oh, no, no, sh- sh- you got more chance of being hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, that's what the bear whispers. <laughs> a grizzly bear dragged a woman out of her tent in the middle of the night and mauled her to death. 65-year-old Leah Davis Logan was on a cycling trip with her sister and brother-in-law when they stopped for the night setting up camp in a small community of Avanda. Well, the bear doesn't like Montana. bike riders either. <laughs> He's cyclists. pet peeve too. Get off the road. Do you know what though? Actually, cyclists end up one of being like one of the most attacked be- when you cycle in wilderness because it's like everything you're not supposed to do, you're going really, really fast. Mm. You're not paying attention to what's going on around you and you startle a bear. Like, you know what I mean? And you're going, like they think it's an, they it's like a threat. A cyclist yeah. is a threat. So the bear's name is Karma. because they're quiet too and just go, shh. <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> She, she wasn't cycling at this point. A woman has died. <laughs> a cyclist. Sorry. No <laughs> the victim, Leah Davis Logan, was staying in her own tent next to her sister and brother-in-law. So she was in his... They're at this campground. It's on the edge of a vast wilderness. There's like a hundred people in this town, right? They're separate tents. So around 3 a.m., the campers were awoken by a 200 kilo male grizzly bear. So he wandered into camp and they were like, nah. So they were able to frighten him off. He scampered away and then they decided to go and get like all of their food or whatever and take it out of their tents. Not sure what it was doing in there. Um, look, I feel like Americans are pretty bad for like bear safety. Like pretty much everyone we passed that was American, they were like, oh, you don't really, not, not really, but people like this were like, oh, it's not a big deal. We're near a town. You don't have to worry about that sort of thing where it's like, you do. Like it had... Just because it doesn't the bear's happen like, often. Fuck a town. Yeah. What it, do you What do you mean? Like they're close to a town, so it's not gonna, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. To them probably like they were like, oh, it's not like we're in like a national park or somewhere. Like we can probably have food in our tent, and it's not a big deal. You, These you, bears around here prefer berries. <laughs> but I, I guess you get kind of like a false sense of security. Maybe I think that's even, the worst part. That's is, like yeah. what it's like. You're like, oh, it's fine, but it's not really. You know. I'll just find the rest it's of the. It's all article. fine until you get munched on by a 200 kilo bear. Yeah. So. Yeah, they had surveillance footage of this bear going down like the main street of the town. Like it was outside nearby businesses. This bear we're talking about. Yeah. So it also it's probably this- cut him off in this section. He's just walking downtown. <laughs> they were, it's three a.m. They just were- remembers the last plate. <laughs> I'm gonna follow follow through with the complaint. No one got back to him. So around twenty past three in the morning, this bear returned to the campsite. And the sister and brother-in-law were awoken to the sounds of an attack and they rushed out to see the bear had dragged her out of the tent and was mauling her. That's messed up. Like yep. right there, so stop there and start mauling her. And- yep, so they went ahead and used bear spray to get rid of the bear, which is like the best thing you can do. They didn't spray her thing that was like that mosquito repellent. I dare say she probably bear. got some of it in her <laughs> eyes, which yeah. is just awful. She's probably dead at this point. And then they called 911. And they, the when they came, they were like pronounced her dead at the scene. Like she was, they must, they must have got an artery or something. Yeah. Or right. crush. Well, actually, they crush their skull and like your spine. Oh. That's what they do. Oh you my have God. You, people think you get mauled to death, but really, what they do is they get their feet, their paws, and they put it on your head, and then they put all of their two hundred kilo body weight, and they go, uh, uh, and they like shuck down, and it breaks your spine and it like crushes your skull. That's how they kill their victims. Holy shit! Yeah. What kind of animal is this? Like a good it's one. It's evolving. <laughs> it's evolving. But like, it's we're not top of the food chain when we have a gun, maybe. I remember we're little pink monkeys that don't have any <laughs> defense. <laughs> yeah. We're really not. And you and you think you're out there and that you're in a tent. This little nylon thick little piece of covering. And you're just like, oh, I feel safe. Until this freaking bear comes up and drags you out. Dude, drags you it's out like my dumb ass. You're just like wrapped up like a chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> my dumb ass pointing the bear spray at the door of the tent. And Dan's going to me, what, you fucking think he's going to unzip the door? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? The civilised bears. <laughs> he was, the bear was to my right. And I'm like pointing it, like waiting for it to come out. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm like, this is how we get in. Like, you just don't think <laughs> yeah. about it though. Come out, we have free sandwiches. So they reckon that on the same night of the attack, the bear had also gone and broken in Josh okay what? i just want you to be calm i don't want this to trigger you oh, shit. it had broken Poultry into fun. a chicken coop oh. and it had killed several of the chickens oh that's worse than the actual person attack wow. isn't it josh so no it, one cares about the chickens to me seeing it wandering down the main street and the fact that it had eaten chickens it sounds like it's probably pretty familiar bulking. with humans sounds like it's yes. bulking. <laughs> just want <a> protein. Yeah. <laughs> no i think it's just pretty 
like used to humans and being around them. It's yeah. like predatory now, and it it was going to be a problem. You know what I mean? Like this people are aware stories of that. Bear. Go. That's how they always start off. It's Starts got with a the taste chickens. For easy, <laughs> yeah, an easy food. Like it's an easy meal. So a tent with a person in it is an easy meal. It's not normal for them to do that, but they get used to it. Uh the and they had since found the bear and they did shoot it. They did. They killed it. So a lot of the time they um they I'm pretty sure you can't relocate a bear that has attacked a human. No, so surely Chris, not, because you no. just, get, just make it someone else's problem. Sorry, no, <laughs> just uh, shift it over the border. I, let me let me refer. Just <laughs> box it up and throw it the next day. Not attacked a human, but a grizzly bear that has. Um, so there's been bears that have attacked humans, like especially sows with cubs. They get relocated a lot of the time because it's just defensive. But when they've like attacked a human, oh, they're allowed to relocate it. Yeah. Oh, this is a feminist issue. Yeah, yeah. Kill, kill the male bear. Let <laughs> <laughs> the children. It's a Titanic all over again. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, in a lot of these situations, if the bear has like shown like here predatory behaviour, yeah, but that's different. Someone. Like it's a male bear. Who's just killing it to eat, or because he's he can kill now and he doesn't, he's not afraid. Yeah. Whereas the the cut the other one's got an excuse of children. It's a defense. Like yeah, like he, he it was defending children. It wasn't like oh, I'm addicted to human now. Please think of the yeah. children. Think of the children. Think of the children. They gotta put a bonus like I have kids, <laughs> <laughs> but you're a dude. I'm trans. And oh, what does that mean? <laughs> we better relocate. But yeah, they relocate. A, they re, well see grizzlies are endangered species. You're not allowed to kill them in the states. And I read another article about a dead bear who had washed up. So you've got Yellowstone River Hmm. and there was like a pebble island in the middle of the river and a dead bear washed up there. And this guy, his name's, it's called the Yellowstone Life. He has a blog. It's really cool. He's an artist. His friend told him about this bear. So they took a a boat and floated down to this bear that had washed up on the river. So it's dead, but it was like perfectly preserved from the cold water and everything. It had died recently. And it was just awesome, he said, because you got to interact with this, like, carcass that hadn't rotted and wasn't stinky or whatever. And then somehow word had got out that that bear, like, the location of the bear, and before the fishing and wildlife people could come and take the body, because it was, like, a bear number 394. So it was part of... They were monitoring it. Um, They came to Not get it. Not very well, but... <laughs> Well, their job isn't to keep it alive. They're just Imagine like... Imagine the scream with the heartbeat sensor. <laughs> oh, three, nine, four. Let's just go Jer- flat. Jerry's down. It's, not, it's just so that it's like... I think it was like... It was a 25-year-old bear. So it was... It had got this put on it when it was 15 years old because it was attacking someone's sheep or something. So they monitor the bear and if that pops... Where does it pop up next sort of yeah. thing? Mm. And that before they could come to get it the day before, they well, they got there that day and um, the head was missing and so were its paws. People had taken it. Oh, it's emoji, oh, yeah. Which is also illegal. It'd be that same dick that goes back to his captain. Look at this bear I killed. I killed it with my bare hands. <laughs> Good. We'll bone. hold the bear hands up. Good. it. <laughs> yeah, but then they go, oh, you're going to get that taxi down? Nah. And it just rots in like their trash. Yeah. Like it's just oh. the stupidest shit. But yeah, that was my story. Do we know how long um, bears live? Yeah, that's what I would know. The so. oldest bear I think that they know about was 30 years old. Okay. My so age. twenty. So <laughs> Josh, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they um. So it was getting pretty up there anyway. At twenty five mm. years. Well, he hypothesised that it probably died of old age because from the last time that it had been captured and weighed was like five years previously, and at that time I think it weighed. I don't know, like four hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. And when they found it, oh, sorry, five hundred pounds. When they found it dead, it was it had weighed like four hundred and fifty, like four twenty pounds. So mm. it had lost a lot of weight. All of its teeth were like. He's got this whole blog on it. It's called the YouTube, uh, the Yellowstone Life. It in photos and everything. It had no teeth. Like all of its incisors were completely ground down. It was not in good health. And it was bleeding from the nose and had like a swollen eye. So it looked like maybe it got in a fight with another grizzly, <laughs> yeah. and it was just too old to be doing that. So like squirrel got it. Something like that, maybe even like it just—it had a bad day and it did not make it. It just laid down. I'm 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 going for a swim and it just like my legs aren't working. (laughs) The photos are so cool though. It would have been awesome. Imagine coming across a grizzly bear carcass. Yeah, it'd be cool. Like a good one, not like a well. Even look, I'd take a shit one to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) This one's not good enough. We just need to preface that with the Mellow Tiger podcast as well. We usually have beers, but Josh is doing Dry July. So if you're wondering why he's not as animated today or if he actually sounds like he's making sense, he's drinking Pepsi. Yeah. Five bloody weekends in one month. Do you want some water? I no, don't I want have a any, beer. I don't have... 
Do you want some water? I don't have anything but alcohol and water. That's it. There's well, nothing's no, going to help then. There's no in between in my house. It's alcohol, soda, like alcohol, water, and the only in between I have is soda water. I think the fumes are working. Okay. I haven't had one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was, Josh was like putting his tongue in the empty bottle, like, hello. He's Does that count? Sniffing it. No. Yeah, you just broke Josh. <laughs> You've only got, what, two or three days left. Well, give me that. That would be really sad. I'd feel really <laughs> bad. But it's kind of like, it's only two days to go. I'll tell you what, weekends are fucking boring. Really? <laughs> yeah. Sundays are great. Why? Because you wake up early and you get the whole day. Uh, Instead of you, being sad and hungover. So you're a pretty heavy drinker like you're nah. on weekends. No, nah, I do not drink at the week at all. Oh. Unless we're doing this. But oh, really? come Saturday. Oh, holy shit. I'm the opposite. I drink pretty steadily, consistently, but I never really have more than two drinks a night. Really? But I'll like w- even on a weekend, I won't have more than like a drink or two. Right, but I'll- I drink all. I would say probably, which is I think is like not even classed as binge drinking because it's like consistent drinking. I'll have like at least a drink a no, day. It's apparently meant to be better for you. Yeah. So fuck you, Josh. <laughs> and your what? shitty lifestyle. So what about- this wasn't a show about doctors. I just served you one. <laughs> oh, I want a beer. <laughs> that's what I do, and I don't know. People- I don't know. I don't drink during the week, but come Saturday, I'll probably nearly polish a carton off. No, I'm the opposite. I oh, don't. really? That much? That's a yeah. lot of beer. Jesus, yeah. That's a lot. Is it? <laughs> hey, you're <laughs> <Yes>. judging me. <laughs> I would go through a carton in like two and a half weeks. Really? If it was just me, not Daniel as well. I'll tell you what, sometimes Friday afternoon after work, I'm feeling a little giggity. I might go two cartons on the weekend. I'd say, what? Oh, no. Nah, I do two. I would do like a, at best a carton every two weeks. Yeah, I don't know. If you guys don't come over and drink. <laughs> if Josh <laughs> isn't here. <laughs> Yeah, just consistent, slow but consistent. Does that make me? Well, it can't be an alcoholic because I can. Yeah. I don't feel like one at all through the week. Just I Saturday don't know what, al- what constitutes alcoholism, but I think if it's like if someone said you can't have that, and you're like, I want it. Yeah, and if you can't not have it, then I think that is. Oh, like I guess alcoholism. I'm not then. Maybe you're a functioning alcoholic, <laughs> but you just did dry July, so surely just yeah. five weeks. <laughs> and you you still ha- you, do you feel now like you really really need. Or nah, you just like honestly, me I'm just playing. I'm playing on yeah, it. To be honest with you, I'll yeah. probably never come back. Yeah, you will. I said that after June. I said that after like ten months without alcohol. I was like, I don't see myself drinking again. And then when COVID hit, I was just like, bartender five more. Dan was like, stop calling me bartender. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually doing it very easy. But come doing things when you're doing something in the backyard. Or I've done a camp oven the other weekend. I'm like, oh shit, I need to. I'm thirsty. I need to, I need to drink. <laughs> I went through like a six pack of um, ginger beer. I'm like, the sugar's probably killing me faster than the alcohol. Actually, that's true. Yeah. But that's why I like a beer because I feel like after I put juniper to bed, I'm just like, oh my fucking god. And then mm. I have a beer. I'm just like, well deserved. Mm. And then that's it. You know what I mean? Good show. Yeah. Quality. So. Speaking of beers, this is not transitioning really. <laughs> to the we're beer talking birds. about thunder beers, birds. So you, well, you've been talking. I had read once, once in my childhood, I think, a, in like a kids' book, but not a kids' book, like a mythological book about thunderbirds. But it was kind of like European based. Yeah. Okay. These giant birds in Europe that fucked around. Right. Well, the ones we're going to be talking about today. Are- well, thanks for that, but. <laughs> Segway that you ruined. Josh, Jordan picked up what I was laying down. Go on. No, 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 no. You have the open mic. Oh, yeah. No, Josh. Indulge us. Go on, sober Josh. What do you have to say? I really want to be here. <laughs> sober Josh is a prick. <laughs> so the ones we're going to be talking today are mostly based in North America. And I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there. The Thunderbirds we're going to be talking about are the ones that are just giant birds. So ones with feathers. If we go down the trail of like pterodactyls and all that sort of stuff, this is going for like six episodes. Okay, so wait, you're saying that people think that pterodactyls still exist and that's what they're seeing instead of Thunderbirds? Yes. Is that the vibe? That's okay. the vibe, but also people... Like a Thunderbird is basically classified as just a giant bird, mm-hmm. but some people are trying to muddy the waters now and they're bringing in pterodactyls thinking that pterodactyls is an actual Thunderbird. But it's not. It's just giant birds. Okay. Can I ask a quick question? So in terms of like giant birds, obviously like an albatross has like what, over a meter meter wingspan. Mm -hmm. Would you say, for example, if a finch was as big as an albatross, that's a thunderbird? Because a finch isn't supposed to be that big. Do you know what I'm saying? Is it all relative to the size of the bird it's actually supposed to be? No, it's just a a mega giant bird. Okay. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what species it is. Okay. But a finch the size of an albatross <laughs> <laughs> That would be pretty cool. <laughs> Freak me out. I 
want to feel sorry for the, the its parents. The mum was the, the, the finch. That's <laughs> <laughs> one big egg. She just sheds her skin. Yeah, we trust her. The Thunderbird is a mytholic, mythological character that appears in many Native American legends. From the numerous stories of the Thunderbird, it is often assumed that it is a protector, though at times this creature can be forced to punish those of moral integrity. There is much curiosity surrounding the existence of the Thunderbird myths. Many would claim that these myths are simply symbolism that is used to explain natural weather phenom- phenomenon. So they think that it's like it creates the rain and all that sort of stuff. This so is comes a bit from, supernaturally. Yeah, this has come from more of a supernatural side of things to start off with, like the Native okay. American legends and lore. Because I was like thinking then for a second, it's not like Santa or like. Krampus, where it's like it's they use it to keep kids in line, or it's like got no. a, it's got like some sort of story that you meant to learn from. No, okay. So, however, there are those that have higher hopes. A small section of pseudoscientists believe that the Thunderbird could have been a large bird of some kind. <laughs> the pseudo, the pseudo <laughs> bit gets yeah. me. Yeah, I know. Do they work at like what Taco Bell? And then when they go, home, they like have a beaker in their hand. They're like, I've got my safety goggles on. Yeah. Science. <laughs> So they think it's some kind of large bird that managed to survive longer than thought possible or another form of megafauna. Some of those with this belief are often of the opinion that the Thunderbird may be a cryptid instead of a mythological creature. We know from legend that the Thunderbird is an enormous creature and it would be unlikely for them to have survived this long away from the public eye. Nah, Bigfoot. With yeah, wings. See, yeah. No, do you know what I always go back to? Because sometimes Daniel likes to, because I'm obviously like, I not that I'm hot for stuff, but I always like to believe. Like, I believe in this. Sure, why not? I, I just and, think you've got to keep an open mind about right? everything. And Daniel's always the first to shit all over it and be like, it's not a thing. And then he always <laughs> it's ends just not a thing. He always ends with, but people believe in Jesus. That's true. And I think, well, shit. Well, shit. You want to come for me for believing in Bigfoot? You believe in an invisible man in the sky. So, I guess we're even. <laughs> I think right? win. Think about it now. You don't believe in Thunderbird? You believe in fucking Jesus. You know what? That's cool that's if the- you believe in that, but how is this any different? It's not, but it is because they just make it that way. They get really upset. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like The people that believe in this sort of stuff and believe in, say, aliens and believe in Bigfoot, you can't really select what you believe. If you believe in one, you kind of got to keep yeah. an open mind to everything. Exactly. You can't be like, no. You can't diss on like, other people's shit. But the issue is Bigfoot doesn't tell you what to believe. No, that's right. He doesn't jam it down your that- throat. <laughs> well, we don't in know. Some cases. We don't know. You might come along and you might be like, you know what, you need to believe this. Oh my God, it's Bigfoot. Well, Passing out pamphlets. <laughs> yes. Okay, what would Bigfoot's Bible be called? The Bible of Bigfoot? That would be like, I guess. But that's... You know what I mean? Like Bigfoot doesn't have a Bible. Like he's not telling you how to leave. He's not saying you must eat green leaves on Tuesdays. You know <laughs> what I mean? You see him in a cave and he had glasses on the edge of his nose. Just <laughs> That's where he's been. Carving into a tablet. <laughs> the Bigfoot commandments. You know, he just keeps writing over and over. You'll never find me. I got 18 because that's how many inches my dick is. <laughs> he's like, oh, I wish people were around to read this. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I got something stuck in the throat. <coughs> that Bigfoot Bigfoot <laughs> Sixty-five percent of the time it works all the time. <laughs> What's it called? Black Panther. Black Panther. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna be honest. It's pure gasoline. <laughs> it's really pungent to the nose. <laughs> it's it's what is illegal in nine countries. Just for reference, we're we're quoting Anchorman. <laughs> if you don't know that, stop and don't listen to show yeah, for a game. You're lost. <laughs> According to many legends, the Thunderbird is so large that it is said by Native Americans one feather from their wingspan would be able to be folded in half and properly fit into one of their quivers. I bet they make the women do it. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the Native Americans were a very forward-thinking people. Was they? Yeah, they made two women do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nice. (laughs) Additionally, these creatures were so large and mighty that could they could easily carry a whale in their talons. Bullshit. Nah. Easy, oh. Easily carry a whale in their talons. Yeah. What's what breed a whale? I feel like breed. What species of whale? What species of whale? It doesn't go on to describe yeah. which whale. I feel it like was. that's too big. I in my oh, mind, you know how it always happens. It's uh, they're over exaggeration. Yeah, but in my everything. mind, I'm picturing. You remember uh, Sinbad from when we were really little, the giant three headed bird in Sinbad. Oh yeah, like that kind of size. Like could grab a man in their talons, but it would be like the man would fit in the talon, but the talon would take up like one third of the man's body. 
very well described. <laughs> All I thought about was the Cyclops in that movie. That That's a shit scary out of me. movie. All I thought about was these big monsters that stood in place. Well, these guys swung swords, and I'm like, just eat him. <laughs> <laughs> Were you on the monster side? <laughs> That's, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, sorry. Because of this, many scholars find it unlikely that the Thunderbird could exist in modern day without being seen. There they are again, the old that, skeptic head rises okay, itself. No, but... Picking up a whale, that's, yeah. that's too big. Mm. I'd be like, nope, and that's, take that off. That's f- like fucking a thousand big foots. Not a thousand, but a good 500. You know what I mean? And <laughs> if we have a whale, that's a good, a good 500 big foots. 500. 500 big foots would make <laughs> a, a bad whale. bad thousand, but a good 500. Don't you reckon? How many big foots would make... Con- what whales are we talking about? There's killer whales. We could probably pick one of them up. Like an orca. No, I yeah. think it's just like a regular Blue whale. whale. Like, yeah. Sperm Blue. whale. Nah. <laughs> I just wanted to say... I just hump say back. Hump back. <laughs> Horny whales. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we all so raunchy? Yeah. Because fucking sea captains who've been out at sea for three weeks and nothing but a mop to look out goes, mm. <laughs> That's the uh, penis whale it's there. Uh, Jerry, whale. we should name that maybe something different. Let's tell um, a story about whales. Uh, Moby Dick. Why? <laughs> Moby Dick. They're all laughing. <laughs> oh, seriously, though, we need some citrus. <laughs> <laughs> this scooby's getting real bad. <laughs> then we get a lemon. <laughs> Hang on. Trying to get back to where I was. Oh, lemon. Now I'm thinking of Corona. The virus. <laughs> now I need a drink. Now I need a drink now. Despite these things, the Thunderbird continues to be a point of fascination for all. The Thunderbird appears to be a creature of extreme intelligence and intrigue. Don't know how they really know. What do I mean by appears to be? Because no one's seen it. It's not appeared to anyone yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's disappeared. I mean, people have. There's been sightings. Yeah. There has been. Yeah. I'll get into them later. Yeah, yeah. sorry. What are you apologizing for? <laughs> trying Did to you wrong me. <laughs> no, I'm sorry for we're, we're guessing ahead. Did you wrong me? What's that all? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Another rabbit yeah. This is why I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there are many stories. Josh waves his white handkerchief. <laughs> Sorry. I did not wrong you, sir. I did not draw me weapon first. Slap me with your glove. <laughs> I challenge you. <laughs> Pistols at sunset. <laughs> The bird, Actually, the sunset bird. would get dark, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. There are many stories that tell of the Thunderbird in Native American legends, which makes the creature appear to be one of the key deities in their belief. The Thunderbird is a mysterious in that it is not merely a protector, but is also seen as an enforcer of morality, one that should never be angered. Many legends refer to the anger of the Thunderbirds as something fearsome to behold and that should be avoided at all costs. The Thunderbird is known to have harsh punishments for people who have done wrong, like you. Like what sort of wrong? Like infidelity or like child murdering? It doesn't know. matter. Is There's there a no scale? scale? There is yeah. no Thunderbird bad list of what hey. you commit. Hey, did you just drop that lollipop wrapper? <laughs> hey, you, no, you back there. You get back there. a little cal- talent scratch. Oh, no, it goes jugular. <laughs> it's all about corporal punishment. It, sound, be- it believes in the death penalty. This sounds like the goats on the side of the mountain that get picked up by the eagles have written something. Yes, like, no, but that's what it is. Don't yeah. anger the Thunderbirds. I'll pick you up and drop you <laughs> like a fucking well, goat. That's what, that's what they kind of. That's what they see in like European culture. It, the more European is more like that. Like people yeah. have goats and shit. I think. Well, I was watching it today because you know you research this stuff and then you go and watch mm-hmm. stuff. And I was watching YouTube about them attacking obsessed. all different animals. And holy shit, they take on, they take on like bears oh, and yeah. cheetahs and leopards and yeah. shit. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> cheetahs. <laughs> Can they really take on cheetahs? Yeah, like dives at them and everything. Oh, that's so you, cool. You saw, you saw a video of them? Yes, on YouTube. Literally. Oh, but it wasn't a Thunderbird? Or it was a Thunderbird? If it was a Thunderbird, it, they would know. That's what, what I'm trying to get at. So no, what are you like normal about? eagles, like oh, normal okay. birds. I'm really, I was like, wait, but did you just, just have a Thunderbird? Yeah. <laughs> you just like, think we'll Thunderbirds? It's actually but does, what makes a Thunderbird a Thunderbird? If it's diving at a cheetah, you're now an honorary Thunderbird. I'd give it, I'd give it a Thunderbird <laughs> yeah, badge you get for picking a cheetah up. For that for sure. Especially if that cheetah's had a head start. Hey, <laughs> we don't get to dictate. It's the Thunderbird's <laughs> culture. They tell us how they Sorry, want to be about it. Sorry. Respect the Thunderbird. Do not piss it off. Because even it is said, really good hearing. <laughs> <we're fucked. laughs> it's even said to have turned an entire village to stone for their wrongdoings. Oh, now it's got that powers. That sounds like Medusa. Yeah. The Thunderbird was known to give life by nurturing the life forms on the earth and giving them necessary rain to survive. However, these creatures could also destroy the earth with winds, floods, droughts, and even fires caused 
by lightning from the tip of their beak. No, I like them. Zapdos. It's like a lightning bolt hit the tip of my penis. <laughs> <laughs> I like them before this. They now they just sound like really like I make the rules. So this is a very spiritual kind of side of them, you know. That oh, we're in a drought. There must be the Thunderbird. Goddamn birds, and they just start killing magpies. Oh, that lightning just strike Jimmy. Damn Thunderbird. I think I'm with you. We were talking earlier about kind of like um, the Skinwalker Ranch, for example, mm-hmm. which is an episode we're going to do shortly. But we talk about, for me, and I think you're the same, Jordan, probably you as well, Josh, I like more of a physical manifestation of things. I don't really, not that I don't enjoy like a spiritual conversation about things. I just like the idea of like like physical kind of there was something and then it's gone. Not not so much like aliens and you saw the light in the sky or the aliens put an orb in my butthole or something. You know what I mean? Like I like a, or like they have... I like the idea that it's more animalistic yes. and that it's less like I'm judging you for what you've done in your life and more like I'm hungry. Yeah. It kind of feels more realistic. Yeah. I get, Yeah, I guess that's what I like. I, the spiritual side of it, I'm like, I get like what you're saying. Like you will see that with, throughout the whole world, like even with Indigenous Australians, the, the dream time and their spiritual stories. But it's for me, it's just not as realistic as even the European side of things where it's just like, nah, they were just big ass birds coming yeah. down eating our kids. <laughs> like... Well, this was just from a native legend kind of yeah. point of view. They kind of treated it as like almost a god. Yeah, it, it was. It's like on their totem pole. Yeah, or exactly well. right. Yeah. yeah, they had totem poles. Made I'd rather it. hear about a big bird come down and peck the shit out of someone to kill them instead of drop on the ground with a wand and go Leviosa and snap him like a pretzel. You know? <laughs> <laughs> being written Harry Potter. <laughs> Is that one of the? Oh yeah, Wingardium Leviosa. What does that do? Snap you in a pretzel? It it's like it, it definitely doesn't do that. No. It's <laughs> not. This isn't. It was Professor Professor Flit. Wick's class, not Flitwick. Defense Against the Dark Arts. I remember why I didn't watch it now, Professor Flitwick. It's a book, you read it. Isn't there movies? <laughs> oh, Josh, you're that person. Please <laughs> continue. Have a drink, Josh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the Thunderbird is thought to be the physical embodiment, embodiment of elements as well as a noble spirit that would protect humans from evil spirits. Like many other tribes, the Shawnee people also believe the Thunderbird could change its appearance in order to interact with people. Their beliefs, however, detail the Thunderbird's appearance as boys and could be identified by their tendency to speak backwards. I don't know why, but I, my immediate thought was, you know that lady who got pregnant and had a baby and it was like a black man's baby and her husband was white and she was telling everything, everyone that the ghost of Michael Jackson was fucking her? <laughs> it's like, oh no, that was, oh, it must have been the Thunderbird. Fuck me while I was sleeping. And that's why we have a bird baby. <laughs> that's what I thought of. He has got wings. It can take other forms. So My yeah, first thought was someone was like, oh no, it was the Thunderbird that did that. It wasn't me, that was Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> the multitude of Native American cultures embrace the legends that feature the enormous Thunderbird as a central character and include their belief that the animal creates thunder by the beating of its mighty wings. <laughs> it's beating its dick for sure. It's beating it off. Oh, <laughs> give me some of that lightning. <laughs> It's starting to rain. That's my egg white. (laughs) Just laying eggs. So that's why they think one of its names is the Thunderbird because of its massive wings sound like thunder when it's taking off. It's literally (laughs) just fart. I'm trying to stay away from the word beating. Beating. Beating off. (laughs) Birds can't wank their own hands. The feathers would be nice and soft though. What the fuck? And then porno, there's fluffers. It's all come full circle. <laughs> <laughs> the modern description of the Thunderbird, the modern descriptions of the Thunderbird are remarkably consistent. Observers have portrayed these creatures as resembling immense dark-coloured raptors of the sky, with wingspans ranging anywhere from twelve to twenty-five feet across. Oh, That's shut the front door! Feet. Approaching the width of a small airplane. So that, I think that rounds up to be like nearly eight meters. If they were more conservative about it and they stuck with like the twelve feet, I would be like. That is a bird, mm. right? Because mm. like what an albatross is, how its wingspan is what? You let me keep going, I'll sorry, tell you. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm sorry, so I'll be back the way that I came. <laughs> <laughs> the largest scientifically recognised bird species all possess wingspans that are less than a dozen feet. The widest accepted wingspan belongs to the wandering albatross, a highly nomadic seabird that doesn't even begin to approximate what the Thunderbird witnesses have described. Though it's impressive, wingspan can almost reach 12 feet across. Oh, there we go. So it's the largest bird presently in the world. Wandering albatross. The wandering albatross. Is there a non-wandering albatross that just stays in one place? Like, hey, no, because I'm pretty sure they like live in Antarctica and shit as well. The albatross does. They go, like, it's like they're seasonal. Like, they follow the I think the I've seasonal. seen a documentary on there. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure there. they spend most of the time of their life at sea. 
Yeah. I think this is what Dad talks about when we say we <laughs> we ain't talking straight <laughs> facts. <laughs> I'm but pretty, yes, no, pretty George, sure. But eat <laughs> whales. Right. No, George's right. The albatross, I'm fairly certain, lives coastally yeah, at does. the very least. Yeah. It's been, it like glides across the water and uses like the thermal updrafts mm. and stuff of the Super sea. Super lazy yeah. or smart, whichever you want to look at it. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> Fly yeah, smarter, not harder. That's their <laughs> motto. Presently, we know from hundreds of fossils discovered that truly wonderful birds did exist in the world up until 10,000 years ago. Surviving up until the end of the Pleistocene Epoch, these creatures were known as teratorns, and they were the ancestors of present-day condors, vultures, and with affiliation with the stork family as well. Teratorn okay. sounds wicked. Right, mm. though. When you think about it, pretty much everything has evolved from dinosaurs, which all evolved into birds, right? Mm. It's highly likely that something mm. like this. Well, this was only from 10,000 years ago, these things were said mm. to... This is where their fossils come from. I believe. I believe. And then George goes, and they had magic powers. Mm, I take it back. (laughs) (laughs) One archaic species of the Teratorns was identified in Argentina during the 1970s, boasting a wingspan approaching 24 feet and weighed as much as a full-grown man. Another possibility of the Thunderbird sightings is that witnesses could be glimpsing a group of unknown enormous eagles, that nature may have infrequently generated grossly outside individuals of the known eagle species. Still cool. And that these freak specimens are what people are observing from time to time. Also known as the Goliath gene, this condition might essentially be a throwback trait, hailing from an age when animals grew to much larger stature. That's this cool. is what you have, Josh, the Goliath gene. <laughs> <laughs> you big motherfucker. In my pants. <laughs> In my pants, no. Everywhere except there. It absorbed <laughs> the energy from there and threw it into my height. Mm, no. The largest eagle in fossil record is that of the Haast's eagle. It is estimated to be fully grown female, typically had a wingspan of up to 8.5 feet, possibly up to 9.8 feet, and weigh as much as 15 kilograms in some cases. That's a big mouthful. That's the largest one in fossil record that ever existed. out there. The largest eagle in the world today is the Stella's sea eagle, which weighs 9 kilos and has a wingspan of 7 to 8 feet. That's still fairly big. That's big. And to think about what they can do to bigger... I don't know about you, though. I'm really bad with judging distance as well. So if I had an experience where I was like, look, that was massive. And someone was like, how big was that? I was like, it was the fucking school bus. And really, maybe it was like a Mini Cooper. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't I use my own height. I use my own height or... Yeah, but if it's in the sky, though, that's hard. They sort of look at it and go, yeah... No, I can't do that. I think that's the biggest problem with this is misinterpretation of what you're seeing. Like, mm. you struggle with people looking at things on land and, like, realising how big they are, even though they've got scale. Imagine looking at something in the sky. You've got no scale yeah. for it. That's what I mean. Like, I just, I would struggle and then I'd be like, oh, it was this big. And then someone goes, oh, I'd be like, it's 13 feet. And they'd be like, that's how big 13 feet is. I'd be like, fuck, that's, that wasn't yeah. that big. Like, mm. people struggle with scale. So they I'm just guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They should just have a scale, like, just big motherfucker. He like, was a big motherfucker. Yeah, big, like, big. Like airplanes, you'd kind of know roughly how high they travel from what you've heard, like 10,000 or whatever feet. But look how big they... Like, you wouldn't be able to tell how big that was from looking at an airplane exactly. go past. Mm. Like, you would have no, have no clue. The Thunderbird somewhat corresponds with numerous Native American legends which speak of enormous eagles so expansive that they are in some myths capable of eclipsing the sun when they soared overhead. Well, it's not hard to eclipse the sun at the right angle and exactly. close Where you are yeah, yeah. There could be a ladybug lands on your eye and you'd be like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Bow down to the ladybug. (laughs) The origin of the term Thunderbird may be due to the thunderous booming sound of the beating wings. Damn it. So I think that's cool though. I think that's something that's probably happened. said beating again. Or perhaps it can be attributed to the fact that these heavy raptors exploit the thermal updrafts of approaching storm fronts in order to stay aloft. So they think because storms incoming, the thermal updrafts, they they always stay in front of them. Do they spend the rest of their time on the ground? So they just follow storms around them. That's what they think. They just follow the updrafts of the weather and the storms. Storm turns in the other direction. Shit. That's why you always see them around thunder. But that's, yeah. They they light wildfires. What? For the updraft. (laughs) That's the problem. Everyone says global warming. Birds actually birds. birds. Do you know birds actually light fires? Have you heard that thing? I did say that to like scare their prey out or something. Yeah. yeah. It was actually happening in Australia. They're burning. <laughs> These animals have a lot to answer for. <laughs> so now that we know all that, I'm going to get into some stories and eyewitness accounts of these things. The first well-known case of recent times comes from the American Southwest in the late 1800s. It is also perhaps the most controversial, having almost developed a mythos all on its own. The story is that a pair of cowboys in Arizona shot and killed a large avian creature which is described as a giant bird-like creature. 
The pair hauled the carcass back to the nearest town where they secured it by nail or lash up to the side of the barn with its wings outstretched. Jesus. You think this is a draper creeper or what? (laughs) (laughs) The six men then stood fingertip to fingertip in front of it. Yay. (laughs) To demonstrate the immensity of the beast's wingspan. And a photograph was taken and then which was published in the local newspaper, the Tombstone Epitaph. In 1886. What, what, the tombstone was this fucking white earth. Like Pretty much. <laughs> Sounds back in the day. Match cowboys. It's That's beautiful. Kill it. Those, <laughs> yeah. those who have scoured the paper's archives, however, have seen their hopes of rediscovering this photograph frustrating. The closest written evidence of this claim has, to, has been a story printed by the Epitaph on April 26, 1890, about a 16-foot bird found in the desert by some ranchers. That's still a big bird. That's a big mm. bird. That's a huge bird. It's better, bigger than anything that's... Still alive, but they like what the albatross yeah. is 12 foot, so that's hey still er- bigger. Hey, Earl, Earl, look at me. I'm gonna put my head in his mouth, <laughs> Earl. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, take a picture. <laughs> Smart Earl, we'll be here for eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a psychopath, Earl. <laughs> yeah, don't smile. Yeah. <laughs> this next one is about the immense birds of Illinois. For reasons that are not all apparent, Illinois has a rich tradition of Thunderbird accounts that dates back centuries. Long before the area was settled, unknown people painted two large pictographs on a stone bluff overlooking the Mississippi River, near what now what is the city of Alton. The colourful murals seem to depict a chimera-like monsters of menacing nature and an inspired fabulous ideas about what they were meant to represent. Writing about them in 1836, Professor John Russell of Alton's Shirtliff College referred to the creatures as the Pisa, suggesting that the name was derived from a native dialect that it translated to the bird that devours man. Oh, I like this bird. He's <laughs> <laughs> a feminist bird. <laughs> <laughs> Just men? <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's because they got the worms. We make 75 cents on the dollar. <laughs> Get a whole dollar. <laughs> Take your head off, boy. That's a, that's a whole dollar. Perhaps the most famous, albeit controversial, inclusion of the Thunderbird occurred in the central town of Lawndale on the 25th of July, 1977. Around the time of 9pm, a group of three boys were in the backyard. They saw two large birds coming, and as the birds came in closer, they went after the boys. Two of the, two, <laughs> two of the boys escaped, but the third, Marlon Lowe, did not. No, he didn't. One what? Of, one of the birds clamped onto his shoulder with its claws and proceeded to lift the 10-year-old boy off about two feet off the ground for a distance of at least 30 yards. You heavy motherfucker. <laughs> God damn it, Marlon, lay off the truth. This is what happens when you let your kids watch TV. <laughs> With screams of distress from the shouting adults outside, coupled with a series of blows from the 65-pound boy, the massive bird finally released him. The boy was relatively unharmed, with more psychological damage instead of physical. That's oh, so God. cool. I'm still so dreaming cool. about that damn bird. Yeah, every, every bird that flies past him, it's like a pigeon comes ah! past him. Oh, fuck. A butterfly lands on his shoulders, he just poops his pants. This notable event was verified by a handful of witnesses, including the boy's parents. Five days later, and 80 miles to the south, controversial footage of what appears to be two oversized birds was shot at Lake Shelbyville. Damn Shelbyvilleians, <laughs> get back our lemon tree. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it controversial? Because the, fo- the footage was very controversial. Like, the way it was filmed, they're like... Oh, they're it was, like, it could be a bug on the, your it lens. Was, it was said to be like the Patterson-Gimlin film uh, of okay. the Thunderbird kind okay. of thing. Further verification that something was flying over the Prairie State during the 1970s came via resident Walter Bednarik, who relates the following account. In the summer of 1976, I was walking on a trail along the banks of the Salt Creek in Brookfield, Illinois. I was in the forest reserve when I heard a noise behind me. It's a bird sneaking up. (laughs) (laughs) Tree to tree. It's a knife. (laughs) 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 No, I'm in front of you. (laughs) You'll never expect me to come from the ground. I was maybe 10 feet from the edge of the water. As I turned toward the creek, I saw a large black bird flying slowly, gliding down the length of the creek. Down the creek. The creek. <laughs> it flew by a level with my head about eight feet off the water. The bird was dark, all black, with a large wingspan of 15 to 20 feet. It's a big Bigfoot hang gliding. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot don't like wet water. He's like, hey, you want to read my Bible? <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> Bye. I only got one copy. <laughs> Which is so he, he estimated its wingspan to be between 15 and 20 feet, which is the width of the creek in that area, bank to bank. The head was large, same color as the body. Its neck was also black, 
not long like a vulture or condors, but more like an eagle. The wings appeared to be fully extended and the wingtips had clearly visible individual feathers, just like an eagle. And just as quickly as it had appeared, it flew around the bend in the creek and it was gone. Alright, this one comes from East Texas and it's known as the Airborne Enigma. A startling account with a large flying creature, far larger than any aerial species officially known to exist in today's era, occurred in the piney woods of East Texas in late 1964. The source of this story, who chose to remain anonymous, goes on to recount the following story. I was on a th- Thanksgiving break from school out snake hunting along the Pine Island Bayou. Gay. <laughs> snake what? hunting? Why? I don't get the joke. <laughs> what? Oh, like, oh, it's a dude and he's snake hunting and it's <laughs> sexual. I don't get it. Is that, was that it? <laughs> well done. I don't get the ironically saying gay or you just think it's a lame thing to do. I thought it was pretty cool. What, out snake hunting? We do. We did weird as shit on the farm when we were kids out on break, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. I was. <laughs> was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was on Thanksgiving break from school, out snake hunting along the Pine Island Bayou. I don't get why. I was, how is it gay? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't get it. I'm, I'm starting to feel it. <laughs> I was, I was standing along the bank of the bayou, facing north, when I looked up and to my right to witness, at about roughly a hundred yards away. A positively huge bird flying from south to north. He was positively. looking for snakes as well. It's 1964. You know what I mean? They use it positively. I was positively beside myself. He's trying to like say, I was positive. I've seen it. A positively It's like huge a strong bird. feeling. Yeah, I listened to that wrong. Definitely huge. It's just, yeah. it's, an, it's an adjective. He's just upset it got his snake first. I was playing with my snake looking for snakes. <laughs> the bird looked at my snake and I said, that's not a snake, that's a worm. You don't want none of these. This is a snake, big boy. <laughs> the poor bird tried to get away, but I grabbed his tail feathers and I said, you're with me today, son. I'm going to put your babies in the incubator. <laughs> you're going to feel the wrath of my snake. <laughs> we have such beautiful children. That's how the egg it's like the, me. It's like the family cry episode. They're on the ark. It's like half penguin, half elephant. Yeah, what, um, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm all of this, this is Paul. I don't care. It's coming the fuck overboard. <laughs> I remember that. I don't give a fuck what this is going over. Sorry, Jake. You're saying <laughs> It was flying it at a height of approximately 150 feet. <laughs> All I can see his poor little elephant face. He doesn't know what's going on. He's gone fuck over. I don't care what his name is. He's gone the fuck over, Ford. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> Yeah, right, guys. Come on. Oh. Interbreeding's fine. All right. I don't think it's illegal. It, <laughs> it was flying at a height of approximately 150 <laughs> feet, and I was able to observe its flight for a total of one. <laughs> all I can think of is I was able to observe its flight as being held off the ark. Look how far that thing went. I observed how far that thing went. It was flying at a height of approximately 150 feet and I was able to observe its flight for a total of one minute or so before it disappeared into the clouds. The man continued that the animal was a light plum colour and feathered. The wingspan was estimated to be between 10 and 20 feet. Oh, it it was positively plum covered. (laughs) (laughs) It had greyish clawed feet and a greyish beak. Its wings moved methodically and with an economy of motion which barely seemed fluid enough to support its weight or keep it in motion. So I've seen a fair bit of it. Let alone airborne. 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 I'm so bored of flying. I want to die above this. The air is boring. <laughs> its wings, when spread, had almost a skeletal semi-transparency look about them. That's creepy. Yeah, real creepy. Like bony structure kind of thing. Like I was down until he said that, and I was like, "No, that makes sense." <laughs> Sorry, bro, that was my jumping <laughs> yeah. off point. Yeah. All right, next one is the Thunderbird over Alaska. Oh, dude! If it's anywhere, it's Alaska. Is this a woman? Is this recent? Two thousand two. 
Oh, okay. There was one very recent in Alaska and it was, a, it, she, I think even got footage on her phone and it was kind of like, but it was like you say, it was kind of on the cusp of, was that just like a really big eagle or was it something else? But Alaska seems to be almost yeah. like a hot spot because there, there it's so rural. In this book that I read, which is the menagerie of beasts by Ken Gerhard. And if you're into this sort of stuff, <laughs> it's, a, it's a book that I'd highly recommend to all different, like all different cryptids and stuff like that. And there was a bunch of them in Alaska, like too many, like would be for ages. So I had to pick out just a few. Alaska, though, when you look at what Alaska is or where Alaska is and just how kind of sparsely populated it mm. is, you were like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. If Bigfoot's anywhere, it's probably Alaska or Canada there. in the Yukon. Man for gold. Do you know Making what they call it the Yukon? Friend. No, why? It's because, oh no, that's the Yucatan, not the Yukon, sorry. Why do they call it the Yukon though? Doesn't matter. You'll Someone never go Google there. Because <laughs> what? Because you'll never go there. Yukon. Oh no, the Yucatan. The guys rocked up. With <laughs> <laughs> Just pat me on the back. You mind? It's okay. Don't get sad. <laughs> the Yucatan. They rocked up to the Indians, and he was like, "What?" Do you, he just said straight up to him, "Like, what do you call this place?" And the first thing they said was Yucatan. So they called it the Yucatan. Oh, it's okay. actually the their word for I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I do like that. <laughs> so during October of 2002, there were two incidents that took place in southwestern Alaska. On the 5th of October, an experienced bush pilot named John Booker, along with his passenger Nikolai Alakayak, spotted what they said was a really, really big bird flying at about 500 yards away from the Cessna airplane in which they flew. I like this already because there's two of them observing yep. it. As he descended into the community of Menakotak, Booker described the bird as having golden brown hue and a hooked beak. He felt certain that the animal's wingspan equaled that of the vessel he flew in, around 14 feet or so. That's a big bird. Just four days later, local tractor operator Moses Kupchak saw presumably the same bird approaching the nearby village of Togiak. At first, he assumed that the object was an airplane until it flapped its mighty wings. Kupchak was so concerned about the safety of the local children that he broadcast a warning over his shortwave radio, warning them of the giant bird in the vicinity. See, this is what it kind of like um, points towards the fact that maybe they're, they are, what's the word, when you like move around a lot? Migrate. Yeah, because like if they all saw that, you would think that if they'd seen something like that before, you would know about it more, but they never had. So they're like reporting this sighting of something really weird that these three people now have seen mm. kind of in the one area, but they've never seen it again. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? But also if he's that concerned about how big this bird mm. is to get on the shortwave radio and actually contact people to tell them, you know, get your kids inside. He must be, he must, look, yeah. I'm not saying that it was a Thunderbird, but what he was seeing, he thought must have been a big enough bird to warrant I, that. I like him because he, he immediately jumps into action in terms of like, you don't just see something like, fuck, that's a big bird. He's like, this has consequences mm. to us as humans. He's a tractor driver. They do that. Yeah. He'd be out there raking or something. Damn. Oh, there's a big bird there. I'm going to get my pistol. Like dad just rings you up. Yeah. He's like, I was thinking. I see, I like the color blue. But then there's the color green. But then what's the difference between blue and green? Probably yellow. And I'm like, what are you doing, tractor work? Yeah, I fucking figured. Yeah. <laughs> He's so poured Bored, out of your yeah. mind. <laughs> this next story took place on Highway 30 between the communities of Camarera and Granger, Wyoming. Robert Ward goes on to tell his experience with the giant creature. About 15 years ago on a back road in Wyoming, I found myself a little too close for comfort from a Thunderbird. It was a golden eagle with the height of about five feet in and a wingspan as long as my Astro van. That's pretty big when you're thinking about mm. a bird five feet there. Mm. Looking at I was driving to a site to repair some medical equipment. There was a light snowstorm occurring at the time, and I was on a radio with the trucker behind me. Up ahead on the road looked like a child in the middle of nowhere in this storm. As we slowed down to see nah, what was going oh, on... Oh, it's fucking with you now. It's yeah. like, Oh, help me, I'm a helpless child. Stop, I'm in the middle of the road. Get, <laughs> out, get out of the safety of your van and come and inspect me. If the, yeah, <laughs> if there's anything I've learned from horror movies and right? that is not to go near the girl in the little snowstorm. It tucks its wings in, looks like little yeah, innocent, yeah. and it's bang, Thunderbird! <laughs> Takes the truck and all the shit hey, out. bye, bitch. Bye! <laughs> As we slowed to see what was going on, there were two golden eagles, about two and oh, a shit, half feet two of them, tall, yeah. eating roadkill. And suddenly this giant bird appeared that it was easily two times the size of the other two birds. It stopped and it looked at me. 
eye to eye. You want a piece? <laughs> want a piece of this vodka? With me sitting in the van. You'll need MBM. <laughs> 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 then it opened its wings and slowly fell away with the other two birds in tow. <laughs> you want one of my watches? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the organs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The truck driver, driver and I were stunned at the size of the animal. Its beak was the size of a human, ha- human hand and the talons were a little bigger than that. The bird could easily carry away a small child or small deer. I don't know about you, but when you really think about it, like you think about it, birds aren't that scary, Like, but they are. You know what I mean? When you really think about it, if a bird like kind of flaps near you, even a regular sized bird, it's kind of like, ooh, like you, yeah. it, they could attack you with their beak, their claws, whatever. That's because we grew up with magpies, though. No, but That's true. Birds are like I remember even going to the zoo. The peacocks, peacocks are fine, but then they kind of run towards you. And you're like, mm, mm. have like, you seen how like eagles and that kill their prey? They 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 come down, they swoop them, they hold them down with their ma- they got massive talons. Yeah, and they use their beak and hit them at like the back of the neck. Yeah, and it like paralyzes them, kills them like straight away. Like one shot, just like. Oh, I like to eat my food alive. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like you think about it, you're like birds are whatever. Because, but that's only because like. Birds are scared of us, right? Like, imagine if birds weren't scared of us. How terrifying would birds, regular-sized birds, be when they weren't scared of us? Imagine if cows weren't scared of us. Imagine if a lot of shit wasn't scared of us. Yeah, Yeah, but exactly. So you think birds, who cares, not that scary. But really, when you think about it, if they weren't afraid of you, birds would be awful. Like... These, and then you bring these big birds into the equation with beaks the size of your hand. Mm-mm. Yeah, damn. Your eyes aren't getting out alive. And that is the bird that's going to be the one that decides that I'm not afraid of you. Mm. Yeah, just one. Just size you up and looks at his size and goes, you know what? I'm going to take this. I'm going to take you. <laughs> I reckon I got you. I reckon I got you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Human, smarter. <laughs> so in conclusion, though, the number of documented eyewitness accounts of the monster bird is compelling. Physical proof remains elusive. It always does. As of yet, no one has been able to re- produce remains, let alone giant feathers, eggs, nests, or even droppings. It's not our job. Until someone presents this sort of definitive evidence, the Thunderbird will continue to be perceived as merely a myth. What about Jesus? Again. Do you know you what I mean? You count his droppings? Yep. Right? Where's Jesus' shit? They're in your toilet bowl after you've been done. Oh, yeah, because um, Jesus is inside of me. Exactly. I'm not making fun of, like I am a bit. But <laughs> I'm not. You know, but I don't like, want to offend people, but fuck you. But man. I want to I align what we're talking about with the idea of, like, say, Christianity. Or, like, not just that, any kind of religion. Right, you believe in something so whole wholeheartedly. How is this so silly to think? As I think well, it's because like, every a lot of people do, so what, it's it's sort of normalized now. Yeah, yeah, but what's closer, a bird that is just very very big, or Jesus in the sky with diamonds? That bird is very very big. Right, that's what mm. I'm getting. At. I <laughs> did I win? Well done, Josh. Did I win? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say it out loud, but do you know what I mean? I think it's like very easy to poo poo. Yeah, an idea of something, but when you really think about it, it's like people believe in. Jesus, which is fine, but how you can believe in that, but this is ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. If you believe in one, you kind of got to keep your mind open. To it, the yeah, rest you've got to be mm. reminded. Witchcraft, for example. I think the thing I don't like is I think Jesus, it sounds so far fetched, it's not funny. Whereas <laughs> this thing's half and half, and I like want to jump in, but also the yeah. water's not quite right. Plus, the bird's <laughs> not telling you what to do. Yes. Okay, Goldilocks. Well, and that's a picture up and put it in. Some, yeah, picture up and puts it in its nest. Then it's telling you what to oh do. Oh my god! Imagine if they had pouches. Die, like die, die in the back of the neck. <laughs> die, 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 die. <laughs> if they had like pouches like kangaroos, and they put you in, and then they're like, "Oh, my baby." Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> this is kind of cool. Yeah, exactly right. Mm. Yeah, but that were all the um, some of the stories that I come up with about like the feathered ones and that. Do you believe in it? I believe. Look, look. I think we'd be naive to think they're not around. Yeah, right. Like, there is plenty of space out there. And like it says about the Goliath gene, like, why couldn't one just get freakish? Like, yeah, there'd be a gene that makes a one that freakish. Do you know what you sound like right now? Did you ever watch the movie Unbreakable? It was Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis, amazing. Samuel Jackson. Yeah. If there are people out there that are just, like, genetically so weak, there's got to be people out there that are, like, genetically and that's ridiculously true. Yeah. strong, yeah. right? And maybe that gene is not a very good one in terms of a lot of those people probably suffer and die. It's like the from having something that's a yeah. Bit I was different. half joking, but like you get the idea, you know. Yeah, what I know mean? what you mean. <laughs> it's like um, was it Robert Wadlow, the tallest guy? He got up to like eight foot eleven or something, but he wasn't healthy. Like that's he, what yeah. I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like you get birds it was a gland that, problem. Or it's something. hard to sustain. My yeah, yeah. Life. there would have been probably a lot of birds that have that gene, but it, like you said, it makes you unhealthy and they die a lot quicker or earlier. And probably why you see a lot of those sightings are like from the mid 1900s. Yeah, Do you know, like it's been 50 years since 1960, so. 
like 50, 60 years now. So it's like that's a lot of time for a bird. Like how long do birds live, especially these big-ass birds? Like A lot of the birds too that were living a long time ago, like tens of thousands of years ago and that, the big ones, they were only like gliding kind of thing. Like, like yeah. They were using the air to keep them they up. They flying. And they were out to sea most of the time. So a lot of people didn't like wouldn't have seen them when they were around. I dig it. I personally think it's cool. Mm. I it, do. I don't like the magical sort of. They would have just been olden day, back yeah, in the day, like making up folklore. And I feel like you, you, are, like we're all like that with any subject, though. Not just this one. It's just any time they try to put a spiritual spin or a magical yeah. spin, you're yeah. just like you've lost me a little bit there. Yeah. But uh, the other thing is like seeing them in the sky, and that you you don't know how to judge their size when they're in the sky. You no. can see just a normal flying bird close to you or far away. It's a seagull took me chip. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon Bigfoot kills them and then uses their feathers for like a doona? Yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just a thought. Maybe. There was a lot of cool stories about like the pterodactyl ones though in the books. Like there's something called the Kongamoto and like people travelling down like... <laughs> it was like they were like <laughs> literally rowing down like rivers and stuff and this thing would come out of the sky and attack them and like rip people in half and stuff like that. That sounds cool. Yeah. So sounds really cool. Yeah. If it didn't happen to, like, you personally. <laughs> yeah, another <laughs> the, statistic. The guy trying to record the stories right now, going, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, Jesus, great. Okay, he's got me. That's how you never know about that. Yeah, here's my Bring my page back. <laughs> Bring here's my, my book. Continue my legacy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did you did great, Jordan. That was really interesting. Oh, thank you. Did I do good? You didn't even drink. I've never been so disappointed. No, I'm, I'm very proud of you. A whole month, Josh. Hmm. Five weekends. You got the shivers. I'm <laughs> eating my fingernails. You got the cold sweats yet, boy? <laughs> yell at my children a lot more. Because I'm sober and what they're actually doing. <laughs> you just like, I don't fucking care anymore. The fuck out of that PowerPoint! <laughs> well, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. See you guys. Cheers.